1: Good morning. Good morning. It is the 31st of March, which, you know, if you're just tuning into hour two and you didn't hear hour one, then you don't know it's my mom's birthday, which seems important. So there you go. Happy birthday, Ruth Ann. Um, you are much beloved. She's 85 today. Uh, if you want to, you know, sing a little happy birthday wish for Ruth Ann, you know, you can sing happy birthday to somebody even if you're just um, like technically alone right now. Uh, you might feel a little silly doing it, but might be a nice way to start the day. Just uh, just wherever you are right now, just uh, sing happy birthday to Ruth Ruthann. Um, yeah, a little fun. I'll wait. I'll wait while you do it because mm-hmm. you don't want to hear me sing with my little bit of a froggy voice today. Today is also the last day of March, so tomorrow is April Fool's. I talked about it at the close of the last hour, and so if you want to hear that, you can always grab the podcast later today at MyFaithRadio.com or download the Faith Radio app, where um, every show is available all the time. You can just listen anywhere, anytime. So there's big, big news in relationship to NATO. Um, So for the first time in a very long time, NATO has been expanded to include another country. And notably, this particular country shares uh, an 832-mile border with Russia. So we're talking about Finland. Finland received the green light To join NATO, Turkey was the last to ratify the Nordic country's membership. That happened last night. Um, And so all NATO members have now unanimously uh, signed off on admitting Finland into the alliance. Uh, And so um, it's notable because Russia is very likely to not respond positively to this development. Um, This more than doubles the size of NATO's direct border with Russia. Um, there are a few more steps uh, and procedures in the process before Finland becomes the 31st full NATO member. These acceptance letters um, will be sent. They're actually going to be sent um, from Hungary, which uh, approved it uh, did the day before yesterday, and then Turkey yesterday. These acceptance letters will be sent to the United States, um, which is the depository and keeper of NATO under the alliances. Uh, 1949 founding treaty. So apparently we keep the papers right here. They will be filed in the archives of the U.S. State Department. Um, The U.S. State Department will then notify the NATO Secretary General that the conditions for inviting Finland to become a member have been met. An invitation will be issued uh, via an actual letter, um, and that will be signed by the Secretary General of NATO inviting Finland to join the military alliance, and then Finland will send its own acceptance document back, signed by the foreign minister to the U.S. State Department. The Finnish president um, uh, has authorized uh, a member of his staff to sign off. So there you go. Um, And either the Finnish embassy in Washington, D.C., or a Finnish government official will then deliver the document to the State Department. Uh, And when that is accomplished, Finland will be a full member of NATO, um, and again, I expect uh, Russia to respond very poorly to this development. Um, all right, I, I want to talk about some weekend shopping options, but we'll do that later because waiting in the wings right now is Paul Acy from Focus on the Family's Plugged In, and I want him to join us to talk about Hollywood's Great Awakening. That's up next. You're on Mornings with Carmen. Hey, Paul AC is joining us from Focus on the Families plugged in. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you, Carmen? Well, I'm a little froggy. So if uh <laughs> if I go silent, it's because I'm coughing and I've pushed my button. So just keep talking. <laughs> gotcha. I'll just I, I can do yeah, that. I'll just, just carry off on. Just carry on. Time. Um, Hollywood's Great Awakening. What's going on?
2: Well, you know, I think a lot of people are sort of waking up to the success of uh you know when you're talking about uh these these movies it's just amazing when you look at the jesus revolution how well it is done i just checked the the figures for it it's three hundred thousand dollars away from earning 50 million dollars uh which is just a, a a hair below you know it's it's really really successful and it's actually doing so much better than so many of the movies that were nominated for a uh, best picture so uh i think that that again this is sort of one of those times when when Hollywood sort of looks around and they say, oh, hey, look, there are a lot of Christians, and sometimes they like to see Christian movies. Go figure. Uh, It's it's kind of an exciting time because I think that not only are we seeing more faith-based productions, those faith-based productions seem to be getting better. You know, I I know that you've seen Jesus Revolution. Uh, I'm sure that many listeners have. It's a very strong movie and that's yeah. not something we can say about every Christian movie out there.
1: Yeah, and um and I guess I also think about The Chosen as you, you know, as you mm-hmm. lift up. Um I don't really, you know, I don't know, is that Hollywood? Um I feel like anything that's produced in the movie um or you know viewing segment is Hollywood even if it's really Georgia or Texas or right <laughs>
2: right right exactly right. exactly and it it was really interesting actually it, when when I was looking at the uh there was there was an article that that popped up uh for, in the free press that, that talked a little bit about uh some of these huge huge uh Christian entertainment options that you have the chosen is a TV show but it's been watched I was really shocked by these numbers it's been watched for. Four hundred and fifty million times those those episodes have been watched. in In an era where most a lot of people that's a lot of people. Well, especially today, where when there's so much uh, entertainment out there and it's so fragmented, to get four hundred and fifty million people to watch one show, that is a miracle in and out of itself.
1: Yeah, I think part of it is they made it so easy, and because of the way um, people have crowdfunded it, it's free. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, you know, I think those two, first of all, it's really good. The content is mm-hmm. you know, it's very well produced. Um and and it's free and they've made it really easy to watch, uh to find yeah. and to watch. So, I think all of those are contributing factors to their success. Let's uh let's talk about the unintended side effects of AI deep fakes. Um and just to tell people again, the pope was actually not wearing a white puffy coat um uh, as as he entered the hospital. Um, And or or also Donald Trump has not actually already been arrested,
2: but pictures of both of those are circulating. (laughs) It's really crazy. You know, back in my day when I was growing up in 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 journalism. Right. You knew that what you would see in a picture, in a video was pretty much what happened. Right. It, It was it was this this proof that that what you see counted we live in an age where the technology is just so good that you can't be sure of that. You have deep fakes of everything, and you can deep fake anything you want. Uh, now, you know, some of those videos, I, I think if you if you look at the Donald Trump video, you can, you can tell if you watch that it's not quite real, but there are still some flaws with the AI in that. But it does get to be a very difficult time for us to determine... What's true and what's false um and, and well and my 80, really my eighty
1: five year old mom and my ninety year old dad happy birthday not, to your mom by the way, I know thank you so much there you go, Ruthanne. I know you're listening um and we should also say happy birthday to everybody else who has texted in and said today's their birthday as well. so happy birthday to Anita, happy birthday to Silas. happy birthday to Rick. I'm scrolling. I'll find uh someone else <laughs> texted in as well, so there you go um when um when they see a video, they're not scrutinizing it and they're not right. uh, and they're just not. So, you know, they they imagine that this horrible scene unfolded um, mm-hmm. and and it didn't. It didn't. Right.
2: right. Yeah, it's it is a very, very difficult time to 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 parse uh, truth and fiction. Um, You know, and and I think that that's one of the reasons why, just to dovetail back to our earlier conversation about the success of Jesus revolution, what can we count on? What do we know is true? What can we hold on to in a time when everything can be falsified? Um, And that's our faith. That's the love of Jesus, right? You know, that's, that's something that we can always turn to um in some ways this isn't so much different than than what we've seen in in for for hundreds of thousands of years you know it's only really recently that we've had the ability to look at photos and videos to to see these things uh misinformation is as old as humanity itself um and that's why we need to we need to just hold on to what we know is true
1: amen um amen this is going to uh, almost certainly affect um, the election cycle, um, because we are not going to know when we see videos and when we see still images. Mm-hmm. We are not going to know when we see them, whether or not they are real. Um, and the challenge, I think, for news organizations and news outlets to actually verify the veracity of something um, is uh, is also challenging as well. But, you know, it's posted on Twitter. It's not posted on uh, the Associated Press. Um, and so it's... Uh, Yeah, super challenging. All right, we're going to continue our conversation with Paul Acey in just a moment from Focus on the Families Plugged in. Yes, we're going to talk about some movie reviews, and he's also going to tell us about the Trevor Project. Is your name Trevor, and do you have a project? Mm -hmm. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen.
0: Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio.
1: continuing our conversation with Paul AC from Focus on the Families Plugged In. Um, tons of great resources for you at pluggedin.com. All right Paul, let's uh let's talk about the Trevor Project. W- what is it um, and what are your concerns?
2: Project is a, is a group that that actually talks quite a bit about LGBTQ youth. Uh they 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 um are very are very focused in on uh lbgtq rights uh to to create safer spaces for kids who fall into into those categories and just recently the trevor project is launching a new series that's going to be shown on youtube uh it 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 actually features daniel radcliffe talking to transgender teens Uh, and, and that's, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating development, you know, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, of course, people know him best as Harry Potter. Uh, the author of Harry Potter has gotten into a little bit of hot water, uh, with some of her conversations, her, her thoughts on transgenderism. So it's, it's kind of an interesting dynamic right from the get go. Uh, the series, according to to Daniel, is is really about uh, getting to know these teens, getting to know their stories, getting to know um, who they are as people, and create a safe space where they can quote unquote thrive. Uh, it, there's so much to unpack here right uh for for me, I actually just had a, a a daughter of a close friend of mine who who just came out as transgender so this is a, a journey that we're actually walking uh, in a very personal way how do you relate to people who you were very close to who may be within these communities um, and that's not an easy walk for Christians because we know what the Bible says we know what the Bible uh, is telling us uh we know that 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 this is this is not the way God intended right mm-hmm. but we also need to show the love of Jesus to them too so that hopefully they can see that eventually themselves and and so that's a it's a difficult walk to walk I think and more and more christian families are are dealing with issues like this in a very very personal way
1: yeah it's um it's really helpful i think that um you know i would commend to everyone um, actually engaging with the material. Like, if we want to genuinely understand what people um, who identify as trans are saying in order that we might um, be prepared to um, know them and love them and um, invite them into into hope and be prepared if and when they arrive at a point where they do come to Christ and they want to detransition, um, you know, we, we are aware of the concerns and issues that they have. I mean, like the ministry component of this is the big one for me, Paul, like mm-hmm. there are going to be churches in the future that, and there already are churches that are, um, you know, they're, they are including in their number people who have now detransitioned, Um, mm-hmm. and they've, mm. they've done, you know, they've done things to their bodies that are irreversible. Um, right. And so, uh, but you know, how do you, um, how do you respond to all of that, and how do you integrate that person lovingly into your church? Um, so, um, let's talk about some reviews. Dungeons and Dragons. I thought Dungeons and Dragons was like a weird, like dorky board game.
2: <laughs> and it is that too. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. It obviously stems from the board game that you were talking about that uh, that I'm sure most Christians have been familiar with. I know that when I was when I was growing up in a Christian family, this was a definite no-no. Dungeons and Dragons oh, was sort of on the no-no no. list. Mm, uh because okay. of some of the elements that were in it. Uh the the movie itself is might surprise. I think some people who would go to see it it feels a little more like Lord of the Rings meets guardians of the galaxies with zombies thrown in here oh, and there okay so it, it it feels light, it feels fun. Uh the content is what you would kind of expect, I think, from from most superhero movies, right? You have some violence, a lot of violence, but it's not necessarily particularly bloody. Uh you have some swearing that you're gonna have to navigate, but it's at a PG thirteen level. Uh it it and it has some really nice messages about family. Now, the the magical elements are still definitely a part of this story. If if that is a if that is sort of a, a, a a stopping point for your family this is probably not the movie for you uh but but it is better than the title might indicate for for folks who who might be just sort of pushing away from it just from the dungeon and dragons label all right how about tetris Tetris is a very interesting, creatively told story. It, it's you find it on Apple TV Plus, uh, and it really does just talks about the the creation of that very very famous game that I think all of us have played. Uh, it's creatively told. The only problem is is that it has a ton of language. Uh, Mm. You have a lot of very strong language. It's very strange for a game that literally has no problems. You're just stacking blocks on on top of each other. This particular one decided to push it up to the R-rated level, which, you know, obviously didn't need to happen. There's no Mm. need for that kind of language for a story like this. But it is a fun, creatively told story if you can navigate the language.
1: All right, well let's do one that we certainly can recommend
2: and that is His Only Son. We really liked this movie. Uh His Only Son is about the story of Abraham actually. He uh he and it really concentrates on him going up uh to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, uh, because God told him to. God wanted Abraham to show his devotion by by this sacrifice. Uh, the movie does a great job of using this this really critical point in abraham's life obviously very critical point um to not only show uh just the devotion of abraham the willingness of isaac eventually to 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 submit to this sacrifice but to point forward to point forward you know another 2000 years and look at another great sacrifice of another son that that we're all thinking about uh in this time uh you know it 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 powerfully Foreshadows, I guess would be the word, the sacrifice of Jesus for us all. Um the movie does a very nice job with that. Uh the 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 actor who plays Abraham as an old man is actually a young man. And that's probably one of the one of the distraction points for this movie, but it's very well crafted uh and it has some really powerful messages at its heart.
1: Um, anything off the top of your head movie-wise um, for Holy Week? I know we're going to talk specifically about Good Friday and Easter weekend next week, um, but any anything as we enter into Holy Week that you're like, this one seems like a good choice for
2: Holy Week? You know, I think that there's, there's always a lot of movies out there that, that you can turn to. A lot of them, probably the best place to go is actually, uh, Amazon Prime. If you have an Amazon Prime yeah. account, uh, they have a lot of faith-based movies, including The Passion of the Christ, Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ. Uh, they have Jesus of Nazareth, which is a very nice, uh, movie from, from 1977, uh, that, that gives us sort of a take on, on Jesus's life, death and resurrection. Uh, so those would be uh, probably a couple of choices streaming that you might want to check out, and and of course to get back to to bring this conversation full circle, if you haven't seen Jesus Revolution, mm. that's one I would recommend too.
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent. Um, Paul, thanks so much as always. That's Paul Ac. You can find him at PluggedIn.com. dot com. you will see to Mornings with Carmen. Let's take a break for Breakpoint.
0: Welcome to the first church of mercy, where the doors of love swing open wide,
2: no matter who you
1: are. No all right, a couple of uh, shopping options this weekend. <clears throat> there are going to be two auctions that I want you to be aware of. First, the rarest of all the rare gems is going to be auctioned off 10.5 carat pink diamond described as internally flawless. The expected uh, price some somewhere in the neighborhood of thirty five million dollars, um, and it gives us an opportunity as Christians to acknowledge that the Lord is more precious than silver, more costly than gold, more beautiful than diamonds, and nothing, nothing I desire compares with him there 's also a t rex skeleton being auctioned off. These are real dinosaur bones, and this is an auction, um, actually a public auction, so anybody can participate. But this T-Rex skeleton, although made of real dinosaur bones, is not all, all these bones are not from one dinosaur. Uh, They have named this particular skeleton Trinity because it is built out of three, quote, individuals. Um, The expected going rate for Trinity is five five to eight million dollars. Why talk about this? Because the Trinity is not a cobbled together dinosaur skeleton. Uh, The Trinity is um, how God reveals himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one, uh, distinct but the same. Uh, And so both of these give you an opportunity this weekend um, to talk about uh, a headline out there, something going on in the culture, and to do so from a biblical worldview, Up next, uh, Herb and Eben is going to join us, and we're going to talk about the great relationship series. Don't you want great relationships? I do. Um. How do we uh, How do we achieve those? That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Herman Even is joining us. Uh, He has served in executive management roles for more than 40 years in the business arena. Um, But the wheels came off his proverbial bus at one point in time, and he's here to share not only his own redemptive story, but also the hope of redemptive relationships for each and all of us. Herman, welcome to Mornings with Carmen.
3: Carmen, thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Absolutely. Um, How about this? Why don't you tell us your story? Well, what uh, the entire great relationships material is born out of is out of the seed of understanding forgiveness. That was critical for Louie and I when we ran into that huge obstacle of the difficulty in our relationship where she had an affair on me and I'd been so controlling that I was pretty much driving her away from me. So both of us needed to learn how forgiveness worked. And that was a seed that was planted that all of the rest of the material has come from at that point in time. And forgiveness is so powerful. We talk about the fact whenever we're talking to couples that, or even an individual, there's really only two tools you need to implement the solution for a great relationship. And that's forgiveness and confession. When you learn how to let a past event be gone through forgiveness, what they did to you, then you will not let that event, by God's grace, control you anymore. And the same thing is true of confession. When you decide that you are going to confess first to God, then to man, you're going to remove a past event that's going to control your life. And Satan does not want those past events out of your life. He wants mm. them to control you so that, they, so that you remain hopeless, so that you end up trying to rectify something that you can't do anything about except for learn from it. So forgiveness is so powerful, Carmen. I mean, it's, it's so amazing to think about it. It's just amazing.
1: First of all, thank you for sharing um, your redemptive story. It's one thing to live in a redeemed marriage. It's another thing to go public. Right. Um, and so thank you. Um, and thank you to Louie as well. Great relationships. Uh, you got what you guys are going to look for is GR8, Great Relationships. And there are now a series of books related to this. So, um, Herman, let's talk about the first book in the Great Relationships series. How did this happen to me?
3: Yeah, that is a good summary of a lot of the most critical items as it relates to the material. In fact, what we often say when we're talking to somebody after uh, just getting some of the story and talking to them, we say, you know, uh, there are 500 videos online, more than 200 uh, blogs, more than 75 TV shows, more than 100 podcasts, and a 250-page study manual, but I can tell you everything that you need to know in 10 seconds. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) And I said, well, here's the problem. The problem is you make everything about yourself. Mm. Uh, The solution is to pursue their best patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. So I I pause a little bit, and then I say, so go and be healed. (laughs) Of course they don't, and we have some discussion about that, and I say, so why don't you leave? Because that really is the problem. You make everything about yourself you're pointing your finger at each other and saying if you would just change I'd be happy mm. and you're not you're not willing to pursue their best that definition of the solution or that those that wording of the solution is God's working definition of love love pursues their best patiently kindly sacrificially and unconditionally and it's a decision it's not an emotion so when you all right, under- I'm
1: writing them down, pursue their best, patiently, <laughs> kindly, sacrificially, and I missed one.
3: Unconditionally the, unconditionally. the most difficult. In fact, what we say to people all the time is oh, that that's an amalgamation of the most significant parts of love in 1st Corinthians 13 and Ephesians mm-hmm. chapter 5. So we say if you want to start the process, at least start and be patient, and then move to kind, and then move to sacrificial, and then the more difficult one is unconditional. That's typically the most difficult part of it. But if you understand the problem, most people, it's, it, we always talk about this also, relationships are extremely simple. Why then do most people think they're complex? Because they're living in the problem. They're trying to figure out how to get their way and not let the other person know that they're getting their own way. They're trying to manipulate the situation. They're trying to control the situation. When you do it God's way, he simply says, and that's the example that we're using through all of our relationship material, how does God relate to us? He pursues our best constantly. Uh, He doesn't turn his eye away from us. We turn our eyes away from Him, and that's what creates the complication in relationships. We want them to meet our needs instead of asking God to meet our needs, and we're just going to do what God does through us to meet their needs. It is it is so simple, it's just ridiculous, and yet we try to make it so complex.
1: So the Great Relationships um, series is, uh, leads off with book one, How Did This Happen to Me? But you can find tons of resources related to this at greatrelate.com. But that's G-R, the number eight, relate.com, greatrelate.com. Um, let's pivot, uh, Herman, and let's, talk, let's start talking a little bit about um, book four, What happened to us? Because that's where you really unpack the biblical design of relationships.
3: That is so important nowadays, Carmen. Uh, The simplicity, again, of God's message to us for relationships all starts with the fact that in His image, He has created male and female. And there is something about the way that God reveals that to us that goes beyond the whole concept of the binary mind of male-female, which this, which the foolishness of uh, the world is trying to mix up, and it's so silly at this point in time. But there's also something about the concept of male and female that God, I believe, And Dr. Howe, who I learned this from, believes that God's image is being reflected in the concept of maleness and femaleness. So much of the time we talk about the image of God, he has emotions, he has an intellect, he has a will. So that's his image that he is providing to us, because we have those similar things. There's something more powerful, if what we are proposing is correct, that The very essence of the maleness and femaleness is the image of God. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that God is male and female. I'm not trying to say that at all. What I'm trying to say is the image of God, there's something, as you can see in his word, he's powerful and relational. When you look at the design of man in Genesis chapter 2, you see that he's designed to work, to till the ground, to tend and keep it, to maintain it, to protect. A woman is designed to be relational, to be a helper, which is a very elevated word because helper is almost always used of God. Helper is not a denigrated word, a word that says that somehow a woman is subservient. That is not what her helper means. Additionally, think about the logic. If I need a helper, that means I can't do it alone. So that whole concept of when you see God designing woman, he designed her to be a helpmate and a companion. So if man is designed to work, woman is designed to relate. And if you understand those designs, they fit back with the image of God, and then it helps you understand the judgments, which are coming in additional books. They're mentioned here in book four also, which is very powerful when you understand the linkage between the image of God the design of man and woman, and into the judgments, you're going to see that the judgments set up marriages to fail unless you do it God's way. It is really powerful to start thinking about how all of that integrates and fits together. And it causes relationships to fail from the simplicity of us using our design inappropriately. So Mm. what what do I mean by that?
1: Well, let's uh, let's let's leave that for just a moment. When we come back, we're gonna um, fill in that blank. What does it mean to use um, our good created nature um, inappropriately? What, what does that look like? What does that mean? We're talking with Herman. Even the Great Relationships series. You can find it all and
0: lots of really great resources at Great Relate. If you're a new listener, we want to officially welcome you with a free welcome pack gift. Request yours today at MyFaithRadio.com.
2: We're
1: talking with Herman Eben. You can connect with him at GreatRelate.com. That's G-R, the number eight, Relate.com. And we're talking... Um, about the great, um, great relationship book series, but other resources on the website as well. Um, and so, Herman, just before we um, we went to a brief break, you were um, you were about to tell us um, like how to stop doing uh, what we're doing wrong and how to start doing uh, it right.
3: Yeah, we were talking about, thats exactly right. We were talking about uh, the really amazing way that if you look at the image of God, He's powerful and relational, and how the powerful component is put into the way I look at it in men, and the relational component is put into women. And the marriage done right presents the best image of God to a lost and dying world and what we further see is the judgments because they chose and we choose to sin the judgments are impacting every man woman uh, man and woman on the face of this earth and those judgments because a woman is designed to relate if you look at the judgment in Genesis 3:16 you will see that each one of the elements First, about the children, second, about her desire for her husband, and third, about the husband con, uh, ruling over her. Every one of those items are about her relationship to her husband and children. Then you look at Genesis three seventeen through 19, and you understand that the design of man is to work, to till the ground, tend and keep it. He's designed to work. The design, excuse me, the judgments are designed to make work painful and unfulfilling, just like the judgment on women is to make relationships painful and unfulfilling. So, what we have are the common comments that you get from couples he's not spending enough time with me and the kids. And he is saying, I'm trying to provide for the family, I'm trying to work. And therefore, I'm not going to be spending time with the kids because I've got to do so much work. I'm spending time golfing and fishing so I can get away from work. It's so interesting to see how the judgments play into a very practical role in setting up marriages to fail if you don't do it God's way. God is saying, ladies, you're designed to relate. Uh, If you're in a leadership position, I want you to lean on being (coughs) leading rather than trying to be powerful because that's trying to be like a man. Don't do that. Lead with your relational skills. And a man, you need to be working to provide, but quit abdicating your leadership in the home. That's the way that you participate in the woman's judgment by ruling over her. And ruling is not a nice word there. So that... Mm. That whole concept of the image of God and the design of men and women, and further into the judgments, is a powerful uh, situation that's occurring in every man and woman on the face of this earth. And I seldom, if ever, hear anybody talk about it. It's really amazing to me,
1: Herman. I'm wondering: um, do you get do you get pushback? Do you get um, do you get feedback from? Um- People who don't want to to submit to this design. I mean, it's it's God's design, but like, do you? I mean, are there Christians out there who are like who push back actively against this?
3: Oh, absolutely! In fact, whenever we do premarital counseling, it's so interesting to see these uh, young ladies that I'm talking with and Louie's talking with and they propose what we're talking about to their friends and to hear the pushback and it it's it's just so typical because here is what Satan is doing to the designs of men and women he is trying to get women to be, become more like men and men to become more like women or To get women to operate in their extreme to use their sexiness and their their relational capabilities in a negative way just like getting a man to act like James Bond and to womanize. So he's asking a man to go to the extreme of his design or ignore his design to be more like a woman and doing the same thing to a woman. That sets up people to fail. So when you are getting that message constantly, women are, I mean, just look at the uh, the way that women are being told nowadays to be powerful. That's not going to work for them. That's going to hurt them. That is not the way they're wired. They're wired to relate. They have estrogen progesterone to be able to relate, lean into that design as opposed to trying to be something that you're not. So that whole I- issue, yes, there's a lot of pushback and it's so interesting to see that uh i'm not you know they can get mad at me but this is exactly what god's word is saying about the designs of men and women it's pretty easy to see it in god's word if you're willing to accept it
1: yeah and it hasn't it hasn't been taught in at least a generation probably more like two or three and so um it seems radical um and and revolutionary and yet it is um pretty basic Bible teaching. So thank you so much for bringing it to us today. Thank you for all that you're doing um, through the Great Relationships um, efforts. You guys can connect with Herman and the books we talked about today, but there's also just a ton of great resources for you at Great Relate. That's G-R, the number eight, relate.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Herman.
3: Thank you, Karma. really appreciate it. Absolutely.
1: Hey, are you still in Midland, Texas? I certainly am. Hey, one of the things we do on Friday is a farm report. If you were going to offer a one-sentence Midland, Texas farm report, what would it be?
3: Uh, Hot and dry and windy today. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much every day. There you go. All right,
1: next up, the Friday farm report from here in Middle Tennessee. I want to hear what's happening where you are. You can always text me, 877-933-2484. Okay, apparently spring has not sprung yet in many of the places that uh, you are listening today. Friends in St. Paul texting in saying, well, it's rain, rain, rain right now, but changing to five to eight inches of snow tonight, more snow. Uh, and then um, a friend who says it's snowing right now in northern Minnesota uh, let's see. John says it's uh, rain and more snow coming in Northwest Iowa. All right. So somebody in Hartford, Connecticut, let us know uh, what's happening out your direction. You can text me at 877-933-2484. We don't really want to hear from the people in Florida who are listening um, because we know it's super nice where you are. Super duper nice. All right. The uh, Friday farm report where I am, it's raining right now, uh, here as well. Um, but it's warm. Yeah, uh, I mean, I say that it's like 40 degrees and raining, but it's not going to snow um, and, the, and the temperature will rise, I'm sure, throughout the day. Um, we are planning to plant or maybe not plant our garden this weekend. We are planning to um, we have a ton of stuff in our greenhouse that uh, is ready to be planted in the ground. So we need to get our garden ready for that once the temperature of the soil rises, um, you know, to the appropriate level. So. Um, Whatever sort of work needs to be done um, in relationship to getting the garden ready, that's what we're going to be doing this weekend. But mostly here on the farm this weekend, we're going to be resting. Jim had some pretty extensive oral surgery yesterday, and apparently the three-day mark is when he's going to be like swole. Uh, The oral surgeon said he'll be swollen on Friday. Um, He'll be really swollen on Saturday, and on Sunday he'll be swole. That sounds terrible. Um, so uh, we're going to be laying low this weekend, um, but we may at least, you know, get our garden tilled. Um, I hope you are uh, having a blessed week. I want you to be a blessing this weekend, and I want you to know that you are blessed. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Have a great weekend. God bless.